Welcome to the Love Fly podcast. It's Paul Tizard. I've been helping nervous flyers since 1996. And today we're talking fear of heights. The reason I'm picking this topic up is that I've had quite a few questions on this lately. And the question is, is fear of heights linked into fear of flying? Now, the answer, of course, you could just say blanket. Yes, it seems obvious that there'd be a fear of heights because we're talking about flying. However, it's not quite as simple as that. And I'll tell you why. Is that fear of flying has a mixture of things that underpin it. For example, some people will have, they don't like being in control, not being not in control. They don't like the fact that there's turbulence, there's movement. It could be noises. It could be feel of enclosed space. There's lots and lots of things that can make up that sort of heading of fear of flying. For some, it's what might call a simple phobia. In other words, it's a, a one thing. For others, it's more of a complex phobia in terms of it's lots and lots of bits and bobs, and this is a very technical way of describing it. I've did a bit of research into this because I was thinking, why do people have this fear of heights, and is it linked to fear of flying? What can be done about it? So I just thought I'd share some thoughts with you. The first thing I want to say is that there is this kind of difference between fear and phobia, and having had a look around various places today when I was thinking about this podcast. There was a couple of distinctions which I quite liked, and this is really simple. And I think simple really helps because there are classifications that you can go into, clinical classifications of phobias. But I think it's quite interesting just to look at it in, in a sort of like a user-friendly way. So the way I would describe it, a fear could be something that you just dislike. So you might, for example, fear dogs, but it's not something that bothers you particularly you don't think about it that much and maybe you might have a slight fear but you've also got enough data or enough experiences to say yeah some dogs can be scary but mostly they're just quite cute and fluffy or whatever and I don't I'm not bothered by them so you have enough different experiences to challenge the fear so it doesn't really take hold so even if you'd had a bad experience with one dog Provided that you didn't just leave it there and then avoid them altogether, you'd have a chance to get new experiences and then you'd be able to have a balanced view of it. But as soon as you have something which creates a fear, the amygdala, which is like our danger radar, is on duty all the time anyway. So that's been triggered now. And so you have that fight, flight or freeze response and we get all that stuff that goes with fear and we think, oh, my goodness, you know, what's happened and you know what's going on to me? And I, I don't like this and I'm scared and, and all that normal, you know, all the normal stuff that we know about. So how does that then become a phobia? If you had the incident, so the dog barks in your face and you're little and then you don't have any other experiences and then you perhaps as a small person would avoid dogs, you might build up this kind of belief. So every time you avoid the thing that you're frightened of, you actually increase the fear of it because you're then not getting new up-to-date data or information about the thing that you're fearing. And so over time, if this 
pattern continues, then what will happen is that you will then get to the stage where you're literally planning your day to avoid certain things. So a friend of mine had a fear of snakes, for example, and in the UK, you're not going to come across that many, but it didn't matter because there's always going to be a nature program or something that's going to happen, or there might be a bit of string on the floor. But this particular person did something about it and it took a bit of help and it took a bit of a light exposure to try and educate. And it, 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 took, it took some help. It took some time because it got to the stage of being a phobia. And a phobia means where you literally will avoid it, plan your day, your life around it to avoid this very thing. And the trouble is you're then slightly on high alert just in case. So you can imagine that no matter what it is, whether it is snakes or dogs, that you, if you get to the stage where you're sort of imagining, my goodness, if I go out and I see one, I'm going to freak out. You're already rehearsing being scared. And so that is what I would call more of a phobic response. Now, there are lots of very clever ways to classify it, but, but that's essentially, that's the one I was, I've sort of landed on today. And I just thought that's nice and simple, you know. So fear is normal. You get those, you can, that can be triggered by anything, but it becomes a phobia once it becomes it starts to take over your life and then you're unable to avoid avoiding it because avoiding a thing you're fearful of actually reinforces it. I'm sure you know that. And so the more that we start to then rehearse, oh, this could happen to me and I want to be away from this thing. We're actually building the fear up to be bigger and bigger until it becomes a phobic response. And then it's much harder to, to do this yourself. It takes a long, slightly longer process and you have to be much kinder with yourself to try tiny, tiny snippets of exposure, if that's the way you're going to go about doing it. With a fear, you can do that yourself. You could safely and lightly take some small steps towards the thing that you're afraid of until you had enough information to go, do you know what? That's actually OK. But once it gets to the stage of being phobic, it's much harder to do that. We need a lot more help with it. So that's the first thing I want to talk about. So back to fear of heights. So something that I've known for a long time, but I wanted to check whether it was still a common belief, is about what fears you're actually born with. So where, where might fear of heights come from? And of course, this is an ever-changing field. So even by the time this podcast goes out, there's a good chance that there'll be new research out there. And there's always research and papers that, it's possible not to have seen. Okay, so here's my disclaimer. This is what I found out. So the couple of default things that we're born with as a baby is fear of loud noises. Okay, and even though we before we know why that might be a danger, it can be it will trigger a fear response in a baby, and fear of falling. And the interesting thing is that animals and babies have these have both of these before they even know what they are and I was trying to find the research but I think it was where they had this it puts like a glass surface over the top of like a, a drop and then they found that both animals and babies wouldn't wouldn't go on to it would would even though they didn't know what it was it it created a, a fearful response in them so they the conclusion is that 
these are things that we're born with to begin with. They're, they're kind of in our DNA, if you like, they're just like factory settings. And I thought that was very interesting. But, but what happens is that as we get older, uh, we, we grow out of the, the falling one and we develop other fears as well as we go through, you know, we go through our life. It's a bit like, I always say that fear is a bit like you start out your car journey with a, with a clean window or windscreen. And then as you're going along the autobahn or the, the highway or the motorway, you start hitting bugs and things like that. And they start to then form patterns on your window. And that's by the end of the journey, you're looking out, but you're not, you haven't got a clear view anymore because it's obscured by all these creatures and things that have impaled themselves on your window. And this obscures your view. And that's a bit like picking up fears and funny little ways that we do stuff through life is that we see life through that kind of patterned window, if you like. So that's, that's exactly what happens. So, but fear of uh, heights, etc., like that could be one that we, we start to develop. But there is, I believe that it has a, a basis in that fear of falling. It, it kind of feels logical, doesn't it, really? You think the two would be quite closely linked. And that's what I believe. So officially it's called acrophobia, which I think is most apt because some of these phobia names don't seem anything like what they are, but this one's quite a good one, uh, acrophobia. So what can you do? Well, a lot of people who have fear of heights uh, are also pilots. Did you know that? So I know quite a few pilots who won't go up the ladder side of their house but have no problems getting an aircraft and flying. Why is that? Is it because of, it could be familiarity, you know, they know what they're doing, or is it something else? So a theory could be, and this is just my theory, is that when you're in an aircraft, when you are, when you, if you were to look out the door and you could see like, you know, there's a 12, maybe 18 foot drop to the, uh, apron area, you know, the, the, the runway, the tarmac, you're looking at an aircraft door, then yes, you might think, oh, that's a bit scary. But shut the doors, then you take off. And what tends to happen is that if you keep looking out the window, you can see where well, I'm high up and then I'm high up and then I'm high up. And then after a while, you can't actually tell how high you are. It's all in our imagination. And to be honest, can you really tell when you're at 1,500 feet or 15,000 feet? No, we can't. You know, the aircraft is pressurized to, to be at the equivalent of a certain altitude. So let's say the Dreamliner might be, say, six to 8,000 feet. And there are places in the world where the cities, are, that is the height they're at, but you don't walk around those cities feeling like, whoa, I'm too high up. Uh, I'm trying to think, is it Chicago? No, I can't remember where it is now. My geography is rubbish. Anyway, there are places, okay? And when we're looking at this situation of being at height and then think to ourselves, what am I actually telling myself about this situation? Because if you were to get up and walk around on the aircraft, you're on a firm surface. So your height at that moment is not... 15,000 or 25,000 feet, it's whatever your height is. That's the height because you're on a firm surface. So even though you, we might imagine 
that we're um, so much higher in the air and stuff. We don't actually, we can't, we, we don't know what we are because we, we don't have altimeters fitted. So it's purely in our head. And that's an interesting idea, isn't it? So what we imagine is going on. So I would suggest some of the simple things you can think about. Think about those pilots. Why are they not scared of heights, but they won't go up a ladder? What's, what's their mentality? What are they thinking? It's because once we're flying along, the laws of physics and all the rest holding us up there, we're, we're essentially on our own artificial ground. So we're able to walk. It's as firm as walking around on anything else. If you go on a ship and you're going across the sea, you're on an artificial ground that could be two or three miles above the bottom of the seabed. But we don't think about that because we're on a firm surface in a ship. And it's the same in an aircraft. We're on a firm surface, but using the law of physics, walking on a firm surface above whatever. We don't know what we are. So my tips would be really simple with this, is that if you can, start to look out the window a bit more because this gives you a reality of what's actually going on rather than what we imagine. And there are some beautiful things to see out the window. The sheer joy of flying is being able to look and see, wow, these are, these are views that you will never get to see any other time in your life. Being able to look out of an aircraft window and you'll start to see, maybe be curious about what's this, this beauty that I'm able to just look down. And yes, even if you do think, oh, that feels a bit high, it's a bit unnerving, well, that's probably quite natural, isn't it? It's not a, a bad thing to think, oh, we're high up. It's, you know, it's so clever how it all works. No matter how many times I listen to the lectures from the pilots and try to understand it, I still can't really get it. But we have to perhaps accept the fact that it is, and we're up there and it's a firm surface and we can walk about and it's safe. So that's the second tip, walk about. Walk about is really helpful because it allows you to have a chance to then just feel a little bit differently about the whole flying experience because you're more in control. You're walking about, you're enjoying the experience of just being up and about and it can take away a lot of that imagined stuff that's going on because when you walk in an aircraft, you can feel how firm the surface is. So those are my thoughts on fear of heights. If it's got to the stage where it is has become an extreme phobic reaction then that's where I think things like talking therapies come into their own and one of the proven approaches is cognitive behavior therapy or CBT they've had a lot of success with all sorts of fears and phobias including fear of heights so I would say if it has got to that stage where you've reached phobic as I described it earlier on then maybe this would be a route for you, combined with learning more about the physics of how it actually stays in the air and why it doesn't actually matter that we're three, four, five miles up in the air because you are on artificial ground, which is firm as the ground that you might be standing on right now. I hope you found that helpful. That's just my ramblings on fear of heights. It's one of those ones which kind of gets 
brushed over when well, a lot of people actually because they just think oh yeah but you know it's not really fear of heights is it's very but i just wanted to give it a little bit of credibility and seriousness and just say you know it's okay it's okay to have these things are these uncertainties around different aspects of fear of flying and flying itself and fear of heights is, is just one element of that so hope that's been helpful and uh, take care see you again soon